All right, everybody. Every minute, the equivalent of one dump truck of plastic enters our oceans. That's that's 60 dump trucks a minute. Okay. That's 12 that's that's 1200 foot 1320. That doesn't sound right. Thousands of dump trucks every day. Plastic enters the oceans. This plastic doesn't just I'm gonna get my glasses on affect marine life. It affects it ends up in our food as microplastics. Plastic is a problem. That's why Adidas is aiming to end plastic waste by 2024. Wow. That's a that's incredible. You mean within their own company, not within the world. hundred percent of Adidas products. Yeah, okay. Care. Problem solved. 100% of Adidas products will be made by recycled polyester by 2024. That's rad because I use a water bottle, folks. I know that Adidas doesn't make it, but it's not. Plastic water bottles are just, they're bad. I mean, you, sometimes you got to do it, but they're bad. Adidas Golf is doing their part this week by introducing the limited edition Prime Blue Code Chaos footwear for both men and women, made in part with parley. Excuse me. I just had some pretzels. And ginger beer. Okay, in part with Parley Ocean Plastic. This recycled yarns, the recycled yarns in the footwear are made from plastic that was collected from beaches and coastal communities, preventing it from entering our oceans. From problem to performance, pick up your pair now at adidas.com. For more info about the latest products from Adidas Golf, go to adidas.com and throw Adidas Golf and follow on Instagram and Twitter. All right, I'm going to catch me now. We got the... Let give me a second. All right, I'm about to do an ad read for Vice Golf. I don't even have a read, so this is a this is an ad lib. This is an ad libbed lib read. Anyway, Vice Golf, you all know I love the brand. Uh, they make a great golf ball, and there are things that I would tell you in person about the golf ball that I can't tell you in a public forum. But basically, the golf ball is amazing. Technically speaking, on tests, it performs as good or better than what we call quote the best golf ball on tour. Now the Vice Golf Ball also has one cool thing, which is that it's cool. Obviously the scripting is really sweet. But beyond that, as another cool thing, I'm going to keep pulling cool things out of this ball. The second cool thing is that you can't get it in a pro shop. So go online, go to vicegolf.com and get your slick balls. They've got all different types. They've got the tour, they've got the drive, they've got the pro, they've got the pro plus, they've got different colors, and you can also personalize less than uh, you can personalize, I don't know what number you can personalize, but you can personalize them. Whereas other brands don't let you personalize them except for once a year. So check out vicegolf.com. Get yourself some smooth and cool balls for the course, that is. Anyway, y'all, see you in the showers until the next ad read. Precision Pro, folks. I'm going to do an ad-libbed Precision Pro read. Here's the thing about Precision Pro. They're made by some great guys in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's got great design. And coming out soon, you're going to get a very special colorway of the NX9 Pro with slope. Is that right? That's it. I got I got a thumbs up in the studio here that that's the exact rangefinder. Not only do you get free battery replacement for life, but you get slope and you get laser. I mean, it is a laser, laser sharp accuracy. And you get, I don't know, you just get to be part of something cool that I'm down with. So Precision Pro is great. Obviously the family there in Cincinnati makes some good. We did an RGC there. If you haven't seen it, check out the video on the YouTube channel. We gave everybody a rangefinder. But stay tuned. Coming around April, we're going to be releasing a random golf club version of this rangefinder. It is the most beautiful rangefinder I've ever seen on planet Earth. 
and I, as you know, I haven't traveled any other planets yet. I've done a lot of countries and states and towns, continents, hemispheres, but I've never left the planet. And I was just talking to someone who said that that's on their bucket list. It's not on mine. I don't share that. But on this planet, the random golf club rangefinder will literally blow your mind, but it won't blow your wallet. The rangefinder for everyone, people. Enjoy it. All right, one more ad read. I'll probably do another one after this. Jones Sports Go, folks. If you want the bag that I rock, it's the Jones Sports Bag. They got the Player Series. They got the original. What are the other? What's the other models they got? The stand bags? We're pulling it up in the studio, folks. But here's the thing. Jones, if you haven't seen the video on YouTube yet, please check it out. We went up there, visited with them. We designed a lot of cool stuff. We're going to be designing more stuff. We have two bags on the Random Golf Club site that have the Random Golf Club script on it. The Utility Trooper is the is the is the info I'm getting of the name of the other bag that I like. It's got the stand. It's got the stand bag. I also I I mostly rock the original, which is based on a design from the 70s. Uh, was his name Jones? His name was Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones and me. Now that guy got in a lot of trouble for some. What's that? Taxi cabs. But the but the guy who sang the song, Mr. Jones, he's no he's gotten a lot of trouble. Don't want to talk about him. But Mr. Jones, not that the song is written about, was a taxi driver in New York. He made a golf bag out of the upholstery in his taxi. And that's where Jones has come from. So they're obviously the comfortable shoulder strap on the original series is what I love. Got a lot of cargo space and you've got three pockets to hold all your clubs. And you look basically like a badass. You're 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 if you're if you don't have a if you don't have a significant other at the start of the round, you will have one at the end. Am I right? Watch out. It's, it's, you know, that's the studio here says, get a Jones bag. I'm not going to say get laid, but basically that's what's going to happen. I mean, I, I didn't say it. You said it. You heard it. I didn't say it. Jones Sports Go, everybody. Love them. Taylor made, folks. I got to tell you, the first golf clubs that ever went in my little old hands were Taylor made burner oversize. They had some crusty old grips that I redid myself at risk of my own fingertips with the razor and I and I got high cuz there's an, I don't know if you've ever regripped your clubs but you 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 become an an inhalant addict cuz you're putting like really noxious stuff don't don't grip your own clubs unless you really want to anyway mad respect give me a fist bump whenever I see you I, I grip my own clubs I put the grips on them myself I saved how much did you say I mean you could save money you save money cuz I think you put them on it's like 20 bucks each and you and you buy the grips yourself it's like 8 bucks by the way, re-gripping 14 clubs, I mean, you might, that's like a lot. Go buy TaylorMades instead. They come with grips. My favorite TaylorMade edition now, obviously the Sim Max I'm playing, is a monster club. One of the many things Tiger Woods have and I in common is playing the Sim. But also, I really I kind of love the wedges. The raw-faced wedges, MG. I both love the high toe in matte black. I also have a matte black shaft. I know you didn't ask, but I went ahead and told you. Anyway... TaylorMade, my favorite thing about TaylorMade beyond the incredibly performing equipment is the people that make this company up. The, the, band of, the band of brothers down here, the band of sisters, the family in Carlsbad really, really gets behind what we do, and that means it's important for you to get behind what they do. So go support TaylorMade, everybody, and hit them straight or just don't, just, just hit them with TaylorMades, though. Just get some, just stop messing around with all the others. Hit them straight with TaylorMade, but just hit TaylorMade at least. I mean, if you're not... I mean, just just go. I mean, what are you doing? Just pause the pod. Go on TaylorMade. What's their website? I don't even. They don't even need a website. Just go find TaylorMade ASAP. There should be what? What I play? I play the okay. Studio is asking me to play. I pay the P 
P760s, four through pitch. Then I've got the milled grind raw face, 50, 54, and 58. And then I rock. I'm in between the Gapper and the Sim Hybrid right now. I play the two Gapper. Uh, I've got a steel shafted 6.5 Project X in that one, as with all the irons. And then on the driver, I have the uh, Sim Max with a 9 degree. I'm still working on getting my numbers on that. I don't really know. I got the 10.5 and, and the 9. We're going to do a little experimentation. Maybe, honestly, you know what? Whatever one I don't use, how about it's yours? How about that? We're gonna. I don't know how we're going to manage this. Head over to the Instagram account. Get ready for the old giveaway of the uh, driver that I can't hit. <laughs> anyway, TaylorMade's the family, folks. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, everybody. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show today. Snowball. Snowball, you're messing with the intro. <laughs> Very special episode today. It is a historic moment for both myself, each and every one of you, and the seven people that are going to join me on this massive podcast, everybody. Uh, we've partnered up with Cisco, and we're going to do a huge WebEx roundtable. If you want to see this podcast, it's going to be on YouTube. You can check it out there. Um, in just a minute, we're going to get started with PGA Tour player Brendan Todd, newcomer Victor Hovland coming off a win, um, Ma- Maverick McNeely, and Keith Mitchell, and then we've got LPGA Tour players Nelly Corda, Jessica Corda, and Danielle Kang. A lot of great golfers in this conversation, pretty much everyone except me, and uh, we're going to have some exciting talks about what they're doing right now to stay connected, how technology is you know, shaping our lives on and off the golf course, and of course, we're going to talk about Victor Hovland's swing and Jessica Corda's dog, Brendan Todd's kids, and you know a whole host of other things. Keith Mitchell's car. Again, check out the YouTube video if you want to see all of us talking on this wonderful, you know, roundtable group WebEx chat. Uh, we're gonna get started in a second here. Thanks for listening. Cool. Well, welcome everybody to the Eric Anders Lang Show. This is absolutely by far the uh, biggest podcast we've ever done. And I really want to say thanks to Cisco for making it possible. I think that, you know, with what's happening today, the role of technology in kind of everything we do, whether it's, I mean, for you guys, practice, which I really am curious to learn about how this has innovated the way that you guys are working on your game but also staying connected, staying entertained, you know, staying involved in, you know, the most important parts of, you know, our lives and our jobs and our families and our friends. Um, so really just want to say thanks to Cisco for being involved in, you know, making, um, you know, connections possible through technology and in, in their, you know, efforts to give back during this difficult time with, you know, helping hospitals and communities get online with technology. Um, so thanks everyone for joining me. I think, you know, why don't we go, we're going to do this WebEx roundtable. Why don't we go around and tell everyone kind of where we are and maybe a little bit about how your practice routine has, um, you know, changed. I mean, I'm assuming that since you guys have all turned pro, this is the longest that you've sort of gone without really being involved in competitive play. Um, let's start, Brendan, with you. Well, my career has been really up and down. So, I mean, I've had some some stints of uh, 
you know, some long stretches of not having competitive play. But, um, you know, for me, this is really just feels like an extended summer. Uh, I've got three little kids at home. They're one, three, and five. They're not in school. So, uh, you know, we're just hanging out every day, trying to teach them a little bit in the morning, do lunch, do nap time, get out in the afternoon and play outside with some friends. And, you know, we've uh, we've got some really good neighbors here with little kids that uh, we all feel pretty, pretty comfortable that nobody has the coronavirus. So we're getting out there and, you know, playing baseball and swinging and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, for me, the, the country clubs around here, for the most part, are closed with the exception of some casual walking play. Uh, so I've gotten out there with my five-year-old and walked a couple nines, and I played one uh, one round with some buddies uh, last Friday, uh, Chris Kirk and a couple other pros. We got out there and, uh, you know, competed a little bit, but, you know, the, the weather has been pretty tough this year, a lot of rain, so it's not much of uh, much golf weather around here. And um, so I'm just kind of taking it off and not playing much. That's great. That's great. I think, you know, the, uh, the experience of, I don't know. I mean, my, my family consists of myself and my dog over here. And I know that our relationship has kind of, you know, I can tell that he's like aware of something different. Um, Jessica, your dog, Charlie, is he, he, is he, is he kind of aware of anything that's going on? You're not, you normally travel with him. So you're not traveling with him anymore. How, how has that kind of changed and about where you are and what's going on with you? I mean, we just play a lot more in the yard and, um, you know, we're lucky that we're in Florida with really just spectacular weather right now, which, you know, obviously sucks that we can't go out and play golf. Um, they just closed our golf courses yesterday. Um, so it's, it's an adjustment, but I think he, he loves it. You know, he's like, I think we've been on maybe 30 walks, um, in the last two days. So he's like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm tired. This is it. Too many walks. But, you know, I'm trying to add as much training and do it as I can as well, just to keep him on his toes. That's good. Training. How do you do that? How do you train a puppy? Well, he's not a puppy anymore. He's two. So he did the basic training. But now we're, you know, it's longer periods of stay and, like, leave it. Um, he's uh, just paying attention to me more than the ground and sniffing everything because we did nick- nick- nickname him Sir Sniffs a lot. Um, so yeah, just kind of just trying to do general kind of training and waiting, you know, teaching him more patience as well. And that tires him out as well. So it's just really good. Right. Keith, how has for you technology played a role? Is it, has it played more of a role in your connections with family and friends or in, you know, innovating the way you've been practicing over the past couple of weeks? Well, first and foremost, I haven't touched a club since we went on quarantine measures so it hasn't enhanced my practicing <laughs> at all but it's in helped my communication with my family for sure we do the nightly happy hours i guess you would say when we all get on a call and we get to see each other and uh, i mean it's really been it's been nice to just kind of sit at home and and actually use your tv for once because we're on the road forever where you never get to use kind of the stuff at home and it's been really kind of a pleasure to actually do nothing for once yeah i know for me you know i think i i don't have too much in common with you guys other than the fact that we travel a lot i'm 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 not very good at golf and luckily people don't really care whether or not i play well but um i love the game and and that's been the interesting takeaway for me is like i've been saying that i want to travel less and spend more time at home and 
that opportunity has sort of come full center and I'm, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. You know, um, I'm curious to know, you know, Maverick, what's your take on the technology uh, being so front and center right now? Um, I, I definitely love people's uh, internet bandwidths are a little more overloaded nowadays because everyone's working from home when they can't. Um, and, you know, I think this whole situation shows how much more interconnected our world is. And um, I, I think we have become more reliant on technology, but I think we're really seeing how uh, necessary it is for us to keep in contact in times like this when we really can't have as much social face-to-face interaction. Victor, I think, were you the last winner before this, before the players, before this all kind of went down? Or was there one week in between? There was... Uh, there was Honda and Bay Hill, so two winners before. Yours sort of stuck out, though, with the, the, the photos of you kind of uh, celebrating there. Can you talk a little bit about, like, had, have you spent time kind of reliving that moment, watching highlights, or, you know, how has kind of technology played a role in what you've been focusing on over the past couple of weeks? It's cool to kind of, uh, especially the weeks you do well, kind of, have a video reference of, you know, what you did under certain moments and kind of look back and relive that moment. But, uh, uh, what's crazy with the PJ tour versus college events is that you have a, you have pretty much a new tournament every week and, uh, it kind of helps you reset a little bit more, but it can, sometimes it can hurt you a little bit, but you, you're not kind of taking the time to really, uh, enjoy the moment. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it's been great just to looking at videos and, you know, watching the last putt go in and, and uh, in some of the shots that I did, it, it really builds that confidence. Well, congratulations there. Uh, Danielle, we can maybe pivot the computer over there. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Hey, Danielle. Good to see you. I see you. Can you talk a little bit about how, you know, uh, has, the, has technology played so much and has technology played a role in that or is it more for kind of uh, the social life? Um, to be honest, for me, technology would be more for social life. I think I've used less technology, to be honest, after this entire quarantine thing, because now that I have time to go um, venture out uh, in a weird way, since we're supposed to be quarantined, I go and keep hiking all the places that are opened. So I only use it for taking pictures or letting people know where I am. I actually am curious, before we get to Nelly and talk to you about the same question here, you know, uh, Danielle, you talked a little bit about how you would rather, um, I'm, I'm curious to know what, what you'd rather practice outside than on a simulator. And it's apparently a lot of tour players feel that way. Is there, what are you looking for? Because you're not getting the same feedback. You don't have a track man. True. I think for me, um, having a track man, having the data is very helpful to an extent. Um, sometimes I just kind of like pretending that I'm right. So if I hit the shot and the trackman tells me I didn't hit it that far, then I go, no, no, I did. But then now if I don't have data, I could just say I did it. <laughs> it's just more the casualness of it. So, uh, but however, when I need to dial in the numbers, when I need to know exactly what kind of clubs I need to be playing and um, matching the sets and building your, clubs and all that we definitely need all the data we need the technology um just you know the technology tells you you're wrong most of the time (laughs) that's why i like just the outside range (laughs) right 
Uh, Nelly, that made you laugh. What? What? Why did you? Why did you laugh at that? I mean, I don't use TrackMan either. I don't like numbers. I try to stay away from TrackMan as much as possible. I like usually depend on feel. The only time I'll ever use TrackMan is usually to try and test clubs, but I don't like looking at the numbers. I rely usually on my caddy or my coach just to look at it to tell me if it's good or not. Um, usually the only time I use technology is just to video my swing. <laughs> That's Interesting. It. And then when you video your swing, are you looking at slow motion with angles drawn on it by a swing coach or are you just kind of like, Oh, that's not really what I'm looking for. Uh, no, I mean, I usually just do a face on and down the line swing. And then, um, I just try to check the points where I usually kind of fall back on, you know, when I start playing a lot of events, then I usually revert back to my old tendencies. So I just check those and to see if, um, everything's still in so, you know, moving away from the technology bits here, I'm, I've noticed, I've seen a lot of people uh, cleaning out the garage. Has anyone on this call taken up like a task that's been needing to get done for a while? I'm, I've actually um, started trying to move into my apartment. It's been a process for like about a month now. <laughs> Brandon, what is it like, uh, what have you, so you basically become the teacher. Yes, that is brutal. I feel like my life is unrelatable to the other athletes on this screen here. I mean, just this morning, I probably cleaned up like six meals. Uh, I had pen written over all over couches, chairs. Um, I'm trying to send content videos trying to get things set up for this. So it was, it was an interesting morning for sure. Coincidentally, I actually paid somebody to clean my garage out, my toy garage uh, about a month ago. So <laughs> now the goal is to keep it neat and make the kids put their toys away every day after we play outside. So, I mean, you know, our life is a constant battle of keeping things neat and organized. And uh, we do a pretty decent job. If I took you through the house right now, I mean, you'd be like, all right, well, it's pretty good for having three little kids, but I mean, it's a, Every day is just a uh, up and down between, you know, it looking like a total disaster or looking pretty clean. Right. Um, Keith, what are you, I feel like you're, you're watching something good right now. You watching? My life is so opposite of B Todd's right now. I haven't gotten out of bed before probably 930 in a week. <laughs> And I usually wake up, make some coffee, and then sit on the couch until lunch. And I've been crushing Blacklist. I don't know if you've seen Blacklist. It's an old show. I think I don't it's know. Yeah. It came out forever ago, but it's a great, great. I don't know. It's great. I watch it all the time. And then I pretty much I either go get takeout or cook food, and then I'll probably go fishing off my dock, and then I'll either cook dinner or get takeout food, and then I'll go to bed. I've been the opposite of the Brendan Todd life. <laughs> so you're driving to get takeout. What are you, what are you, what's the, is there a go-to? Oh yeah, there's definitely a go-to. BT, have you seen my Jeep? Uh, I just heard about it. I don't think I've seen it yet. You have a picture. Say, Don't see us on your phone. I, yeah, I'll see if I can flip this, it around on the screen. So it's classic. Been, uh, uh, it looks like it's from Stranger Things kind of. Well, let's put it this way: I haven't quite made it to that show yet, so I can't, I can't, I can't help you there. I'm pulling it up. How are we doing? Can we see it? Oh, it looks good. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Oh, it's uh, red. Yes, it is. So <laughs> what it is is pretty much a two-door Jeep uh, Wagoneer. So it doesn't have the wood on it, but it's a, like a two-door version of that. So it's like it's kind of like an old Bronco, but a little bit bigger. And fingers crossed, it has been running really good. So let's hope that it can stay that way because I might it not took be able you to a while fix. to get it right, didn't it? Oh, six months probably. Yeah, that's and what I, heard. I So the best part was I ordered it, shipped it from Colorado, it got here, and it wouldn't start. So I pretty much bought a car that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> felt like a genius yeah i felt i felt i felt pretty dumb but i finally got it figured out it's been running great and it's probably i'll probably drive it more than my uh my other car just around the island for sure keith we were talking a little bit about how you uh don't have a sweet thought but you're saying that you need one i'm curious to know maybe victor <laughs> uh jessica or nelly anybody do you guys could you could you loan Keith the swing thought something that you're working on? <laughs> I just have one. I don't know about Jeff. I have my you're back. The only one playing golf right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thankfully all the <laughs> <laughs> like you're literally the only person like, probably on here that is playing golf right now. Yeah, I've I've seriously played every single t- day and every single time I'm out there, I'm like I don't even know why I'm out here right now. But my only <laughs> swing thought is um, shoulder to chin. That's it. Backswing or backswing? Yeah, backswing, shoulder to chin. Like, am I doing it right? How am I doing? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Keith does that exceptionally well. <laughs> Where the face, baby? That's all I care about. Yeah, you were saying that, Victor. What's your swing, Pop? Uh, I'm just trying to hit bombs. I think uh, Keith <laughs> needs to start off. Uh, we're trying to shave the the stash. I think that's going to help him first. Um, Bobby, that's what I've been working on. <laughs> you asked me what I've been doing during this quarantine. I've been working on my mustache. What about that beard? Think, it's kind of lacking. Think, I think Walgreens sells just for men. <laughs> Victor, on a serious note, I want to know your swing thought when you do that, like hitch, like try pump? to stop it. Yeah, like the pump. How, what's what's going through your head I'm, when you're doing that? I, I'm just trying not to slice <laughs> the crap out of it. Basically, is what I'm doing. <laughs> So give when us a I, little tutorial of your hitch. Well, right okay. See this thing. I'll stand up. I'll leave my church be in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, I just take my backswing stuff around here because when I go really fast, I'll go up here and my hands get so far out, and I just end up slicing it. But when I stop mid uh, mid backswing, I can kind of keep it. Um, I can keep taking it up on the same line and I can kind of feel like I'm, I'm uh, coming more from the inside on the way down. So it just helps me kind of draw it a little bit more, but uh, I haven't been using it all that much lately because I've figured out a little different way of hitting that draw. And you're not going to share that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it, was kind of, it, was, <laughs> it was a secret. Now um, I just try to channel my, uh, my inner Bubba Watson basically. And um, I'm just kind of standing over it, and I feel like I'm just going to suck the club in as far inside as possible and exit it way right after the ball. It's basically just, yeah, very simple like that. I feel like if a I'm, lot of people – I'm trying to hit a draw. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't think of Bubba Watson when they're going into a swing just because he's so unorthodox. 
Yeah, I guess, but you're trying to, at least if you, if you kind of have an image like Bubba Watson, there's so much feel there. And if you try to recreate that with feel, it usually works out better than if you're trying to, okay, I need my, my lead wrist to go into flexion or whatever. And then you just kind of lose sense of, of uh, what you're doing. So I asked everybody before the call a couple of questions uh, and you filled them out. I, there were some interesting takeaways. The, the thing that I thought was kind of the most interesting was, is we said, what is your favorite part of your golf swing? The way it looks, the results, or the way it feels. And everybody said the way it feels. I don't know what it feels like to be you. I've always wondered what it feels like to, you know, have an efficient professional golf swing. When, when you say that the way it feels is your favorite part of the swing, Brendan, what does that mean? Like when you think of, is that impact or is that sort of the finish or what's the feel? Uh, I think for me, it's just, you know, flushing it, just getting the club face square, hitting it out of the middle of the face, just what it feels like to the pure shot. And I certainly am not going to sit here and say, I've got a uh, awesome golf swing and it, you know, it looks pretty. So of the, of the potential answers, I thought that was the best one. Good. Maverick? Yeah, I think we're, we're talking about swing thoughts. And I think most of us, when we're hitting it really well, it's just something very simple. It's like a key or a trigger. And, uh, and that's more of a feel. I think everyone's a feel player, no matter how much you get into technology and data. And, um, you know, I, I do love uh, stats and technology and information, but uh, I think the key for me is translating that into a feel because if you, you can't swing on a number. Uh, you have to swing on a field, but for me, the numbers help guide that and uh, they help make me uh, realize what I need to do and what I need to feel to hit a certain shot. And just like uh, Victor said, he needs to feel a draw to hit that shot. You know, you can get swing path numbers from track man or whatever it is, but it all comes down to how it feels when you swing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like they work together, but when you're out there actually trying to perform you know, you're thinking, okay, it's, it's not a full shot and my feet are closer together. You know, you practice that and rehearse that with numbers and, and then you go out and it's just completely a guessing game. I mean, I, I think it's crazy that the caddy doesn't have a range finder. I mean, I don't want to get into some type of political debate here, but I mean, that's a, that's a hard aspect to the game. Keith, you're looking around. What is that? Do, do you, <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Well, it was funny when you said political debate, and I was I was weighing the difference of a normal political debate in the world right now versus a political debate of a rangefinder, and it kind of made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many people, you know, like right now? I mean, this is we're in a bubble of this crazy world right now, and we're having a political debate of which which to use rangefinders. It, it was just ironic, I guess, is why I was laughing. <laughs> but. I will say there is an argument out there that rangefinders would potentially slow play down from the middle of the fairway. I believe they should get rid of yardage books. Whoa. Okay. What? Yardage books. <laughs> money. I would pay money to see you play without a yardage book. Exactly. It stresses me out. I just don't want a yardage book, no greens book. Just go out and play and let's just eyeball it. See, who has the best feel? Can you do but that in the next event with Ollie? Just, yeah, just go cold really turkey. Just never have to get yardages. 
Nice. <laughs> Looks I'm about what say anything. <laughs> I mean, Victor, what do you think about that? You you seem like you've got something to say. Uh, I mean, I played. So I'm in meters, and uh, that wasn't really a big uh, change for me coming to the United States because I played in college, and we were allowed to use rangefinders, and I was very reliant on that rangefinder. Uh, it didn't really matter uh, if the yardage books were in yards because I would, you know, just uh, stick to my trusty rangefinder. But um, I think for for I mean for me, it, I wouldn't complain using a rangefinder. I think I'd use the the yardage book less. Uh, if we were able to use a, a, a range finder, but um, I don't know if I'd be completely fine with cutting it out completely. That would, uh, uh, I would definitely lose my job. Nelly, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious to know about, um, you know, what are you kind of, what are you doing the most of right now? Are you like, on social media? Are you watching videos? Are you video chatting? What's the primary? Um, well, I kind of turned on, you know, in iPhones, you have like that screen time thing built in now. I've turned it on <laughs> to see how much time I have um, spent on social media. And I yesterday, I think I put on like that. I can only be on social media for an hour. And it I ran out by 9.30 a.m. <laughs> I'm so bored. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so bored. I mean, that's why, thankfully, all the golf courses are open and my uh, trainer has, like, a gym at home. So I've been, like, kind of doing the same stuff every single day. Like, I've I've had a routine, which is nice. I would have gone insane if I didn't have all that. Um, Brendan, if you have any questions about social media, now's the time to get these questions. (laughs) Do do you have any... uh... (laughs) I quit Twitter last summer um, and I started an Instagram account in December, I think. And I don't, it's only on my wife's phone. I don't even use it. So I literally can say I'm on social media zero, um, which I love actually. Uh, I can't stand staring at my phone. I'd rather be talking to my kids or friends or my wife or Eric. He's in that different generation than we are. We got to remember that he's one up here. (laughs) So I'm like 55. I mean, it's so is just terrible for you. I can't stand it. (laughs) Right. Um, what about, um, you know, Danielle, what, um, what are, what are you guys watching now? What am I watching on TV? Yeah. Yeah. What's the, (laughs) what's the show? Uh, Tiger King. Well, I don't really watch TV, so your question of the what's your favorite Seinfeld character, I, I didn't know what that was, and then I realized it was a TV show. Yeah. There you but, go, Brendan. There you go, Brendan. I don't, don't want <laughs> to here. I'm sorry. But no soup for you. People have people love The Office. We tried. I tried watching The Office. We didn't pass 10 minutes. It was the worst. So then we tried Big Bang Theory, which was <laughs> yeah but, i'm a nerd i'm sorry <laughs> i was gonna say you need a nerdy show over there bad. yeah but I, I haven't really watched anything so if you guys have any good um you know recommendations other than the office or open ears but i've heard that we should watch tiger king heard that about we've heard that every day now yeah. is it worth it that next netflix show nelly the one where they're the blind love thing 
Oh, oh love is blind or whatever. <laughs> trash, trash TV. Great. Loved it. Absolutely. <laughs> garbage TV. I'm, I'm so yeah. sorry. It was, it was, it was garbage, but it was so good. And we were betting on who was going to marry whom, if they were going to make it. It was so funny. I just straight up Googled what happened. And then they just, it just yeah. comes up straight up. Not, I do, I don't, I do, I don't. I said, okay, perfect. <laughs> you don't even have to watch the show. I love trash TV sometimes. It's great. Victor, Victor, what are you watching? I mean, you've got, are, do you, growing up in Norway, you guys had uh, English TV, am I right? Or is that just Sweden? Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's a lot of European countries that like to dub the TV shows, but uh, in Norway and generally kind of Scandinavia, you usually keep the, just the English speaking um characters on there and then you just put subtitles so i'm very used to watching subtitles um a lot of uh my friends are annoyed by that when we go watch a movie because i usually like to have the subtitles on but uh last night i watched uh the two episodes of the new westworld season that one's that's a good show um and then uh yeah normally i just I just watch a video on YouTube and then I go down to the rabbit hole and then four hours later it's 2 a.m. and I got to go to bed. That happened to me last night. I started, you're going to laugh, but I had never, has anyone seen that show 24? So I had never, I had never seen it. And I started yesterday. It's Keeper Sutherland has to solve like a massive crime. And each episode is one hour in the course of a day. So there's 24 episodes in a season. And it's interesting because it's about 15 years old, but it's all about technology and but all of the technology still holds up. So even though I had never seen it, it didn't feel terribly dated. But um, yeah, I watched Does he sleep during those 24 time. hours. No, no that's the weird would, part. So he's up for 24 straight hours. Yeah. Well, the first episode is at midnight and there's a plane crash and he needs to solve this, you know, uh, assassination attempt. So he's, he, he's so he doesn't sleep. He's got a big day ahead of him, you know. I mean, they've made a show about it. I was Molly problem with those little far fetched, but I watched it in college. Yeah, I mean, about twenty years ago. I stand behind <laughs> it. I, I, basically, to Danielle and Maverick, I stand behind it. If you really, I think, I think you'll love it, and I'll for money back guarantee. If you don't, we're kind of winding down, but I, but I'm not sure that Keith and Brendan. Do you know how many things you have in common? I mean, there's a lot. You uh, according to our seven, questionnaire, our good looks. You, you both. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it, Eric. Give us our questionnaire. And, uh, it's actually kind of uncanny. You both have seven hole in ones. You both have shot an 82 as a pro as your high, and you both have shot a 61 as your low. Wow. I mean, that's that's kind of uncanny. That's a bit strange. What are the what are the Keep chances? Going. Keep going. I mean, that's, that's all I got. I don't know what your middle names are, but that's all I got. I got a, <laughs> I got a good story about my eighty two. So I was the my first year on tour, and I got invited. I got in um, the memorial, which is considered. Brendan could attest to this. Considered one of the toughest tracks on tour. And I just had my best week two weeks before on tour. I had finished third. And so I was going in there with a lot of confidence. And it's the first round. And the first couple holes, I think I three-putted three of the first five holes. And I was kind of frustrated. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I looked down, 
and my grip is like twisted on my putter. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Why, why is my, you know, I haven't changed my grip. And so then I kind of like dropped my putter down and my, the putter head was twisting in, in my hand. So I had to putt with my wedge the next, I don't know, 13 holes on potentially the fastest, most undulated greens on tour. So it was, um, it was a really, really good 82. Did, did, uh, Why do all did your putters you... twist off? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's a good question. It, it is a good question. You won? Yeah, it happened after I won. The putter I used to win um, the Honda last year was only used for one week. It broke the Monday afterwards, so the putter has a technically a hundred percent win rate on the PGA Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any questions for each other? You want to think about, um, you know, what you guys? I don't know how many of you have met before or haven't met before, but um, we could take a minute to just, you know, I can go on mute here and go hang out with my dog while you guys have a conversation. <laughs> I want you to give us some juicy answers that we gave on the questionnaire, Eric. Um, I mean, it was equally split between Kramer and George 50, 50. Um, I was surprised to hear who your favorite golfers were. Uh, uh, Mavericks was Tiger. Danielle's was Annika. Keith was Sergio. That kind of shocked me. And Brendan's was Graham. <laughs> was GMAC. I was a bit surprised by Sergio. What's, is anyone else surprised by that? Yes. I got some reason behind it. <laughs> So Sergio was when I was, I guess he came out in 99 when he ran and jumped. Well, how old were you, Brendan? Like 30 then? At Madonna. Yeah, I was 25. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I was seven. And so I remember that's like my first like really golf memory was seeing Sergio. It was the 98 PGA Madonna, wasn't it? I can't remember, but I was whatever. I was young as a kid. And I remember like that was one of my first memories. And then I remember how cool his golf swing was. And because, you know, everybody's tries to make their swing perfect. This guy didn't make his swing perfect and he hit it better than everyone. And so when people ask me the question, who has the best swing on tour, I kind of always say Sergio and they look at me crazy because his swing's so unorthodox. I said, well, if you look at basketball or you look at baseball, who's the best hitter to ever, you know, or who has the best swing in baseball? Well, it's probably who had the most hits or who had the best jump shot in basketball is whoever made the most threes and Sergio over a 20 year period has consistently probably hit it better than any other player in the world. And so therefore he has kind of, in my opinion, the best golf swing on tour. Well, it's also, it's also a unique swing. That's about as simple as it can get as far as being a single plane swing. And I always wondered why more people didn't try to emulate that. I think it's just because his hand speed is so good. Like his hand-eye coordination is so good that I don't think you, somebody that doesn't have that level of hand-eye coordination, that you could actually teach them that. Jess and Nelly, did you guys grow up with the same favorite golfer or was it different? Oh, I grew up with Tiger as my favorite golfer. Cause I was in that like age range, I think where, you know, that was like the height of height of Tiger and height of golf. Um, I didn't really know much about the women's game. I didn't really grow up with, um, you know, knowing about the LPGA tour. And so that was something that I learned about as I got older and started to play in professional tournaments. Um, but yeah, definitely for me, it was Tiger and now meeting Rory and like just all the guys in general. Um, it's been really cool, especially moving over, over here to 
um, Jupe. So I'll say Tiger as well, but then Jess as well. Too. I was like, hello, it's <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is five years older. So like whenever, what year was it when you qualified for the US Open? That was kind of when I found out there was such a thing as uh, women's professional golf. How, when was it? 2011? 2008. Was 15. 2000. 2000. Yeah. 2011? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, w- I was 15. It was 2008. Yeah. So pretty much Jess and Tiger. Victor, you, you might have known about women's golf at a young age because of all of the, I feel like there's a lot of Northern European female golf influence there. Was that true or not? Or not really? Yeah, especially Suzanne Pedersen. Um, I mean, we didn't really have any male golfers, uh, play on the PJ tour. We had one, uh, his name is Henry Bjornstad and he played the tour for I think one or two separate seasons. And, um, uh, but you know, with Suzanne Patterson winning majors and, and, uh, you know, being one of the top female uh, golfers in the world for an extended time that really, um, you know, that kind of drove golf in, in Norway. Sure. And especially with Annika and all the, all the um, Swedish golfers, um, you know, right next to us. So it definitely put golf on the map in Norway. Victor, I had the pleasure last year of going to Lafut and links. Okay. Yeah. It's this, if you guys haven't seen it, it's the northernmost links course in the world. And it, I mean, it's it's inside the 64th parallel and so in the summertime the the sun never goes down and it's this incredible golf course on the arctic sea arctic ocean i guess or i don't know but it's just absolutely stunning i'm curious if you wouldn't mind maybe going and going bit by bit and maybe each person thinking about Given the current scenario where you're not practicing, you're not playing golf, but imagine if you could go wherever you wanted, where, where would you go to just totally take a break? And maybe we can kind of wind down on a, a bit of fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah. So my grandparents in Norway, they're from a really small town called uh, Valdheim. And uh, there's probably around 700 peoples um, in that town. My dad grew up there and, just a 360 view, you see mountains that are probably, you know, 4,000 feet up in the air and they're literally right next to you. Um, so you can't really see anything. There's a little ocean, um, out there in one area and then just in the middle of the, in the middle of a valley, um, surrounded by mountains and, um, yeah, literally just go there and hunt, go on hikes, uh, pick berries, whatever. There's not that much to do there. Um, so it's, I'd probably go there if I really just had to do nothing for a couple of weeks. That sounds nice. Nelly. Well, my parents are, and my whole family, they're from Prague, Czech Republic. So I'd probably want to go back there, see my family. The city's amazing too. So there's always something to do. Um, and the golf courses, they're really pretty. So I think I would go back there. I didn't know they had a lot of golf there. i I had been there once and I was, you know, I didn't play much golf, but it's a good, that's they a good do. idea for, yeah. Yeah. There's this one golf course that we kind of grew up. It's called Gattelstein and uh, you kind of look over the Gattelstein castle. I think it's the second hole and it's, it's really pretty. That's actually kind of, uh, I started playing golf there. That was my first tournament was in Prague. 
Yeah, it was. It's our home golf course when we go when we played golf there. Uh, Brendan, what about you? Where would you go? Where would you take the family? New Zealand. Mm. New Zealand is the best. I mean, we've been to Queenstown and the South Island. Go down there and play like Cape Kidnappers and go bungee jumping and hiking and skydiving and stuff. Will be fun. You'll play golf on vacation. Is that the same with everybody, or is that just you? Oh, not me. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would probably, yeah. I mean, if I'm going there, I would probably play one of those courses just because it's supposed to be pretty cool. With rentals, or would you bring the sticks? Persimmon rentals. Persimmon. Could you have fun going, Keith? No, I did. Speaking of rentals, we did that really at Pinehurst. Fun. We did that at Pinehurst where we played, and you you rented persimmon and hickory shafted clubs. That was actually fun. What was was that your first time hitting wooden shafted clubs? Yes, and it was it was fun. Now that is not my fantasy to go, you know, to rent <laughs> wooden clubs and play because it's really hard. But speaking of rental sets, that's not to get off topic, but to answer your question about rental sets, if I was to rent, it would be that. And it is, it's pretty fun. Keith, did you break any while you were using the wooden clubs? No, they were, they were pretty sturdy, I guess. And I didn't chunk one. So it was good. It was good. Uh, Maverick, you, have you played, have you seen like your, have you, have you played with wooden clubs or? My best friend gave me a wooden driver for uh, my birthday one year, and it, the club head's about that big. It looks like the ball's bigger than the club head, but I love it. It's fun. It goes about 250, um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a little stressful because you feel like you could hit it anywhere. Right. And, uh, and where would you go? Where would you travel to right now? Lake Tahoe is my happy place. Uh, just a little log cabin up there. It's quiet on the lake. That's that's where I want to be. And then s- slowly pan the, the camera to Danielle. Let's hear her answer. I actually wanted to go to Africa, but um, someone convinced me not to go. So I'm not going to name who, but that's where I would go. And I was going to go because technically, you know, it wasn't a banned, banned country where I can't go in and out of. But yeah, I didn't go. It was, uh, it was okay. It's okay. I'm in Beijing. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of places I like a bit that are not in the travel listing right now so yeah you need um, two answers eric on this because i need a i need real fantasy and i need like completely makeup fantasy because makeup fantasy mm-hmm. would be go back to college saturday game day <gasps> in athens against uh an sec opponent that was that's makeup fantasy if i could go anywhere Real fantasy would probably be um, island hopping in the Bahamas, fishing between islands, because I don't know if I could really do that. I mean, that does kind of make up fancy, too. But that would be that would be dream vacation. That does sound nice. Having some type of island involved is great. You live on an island currently. Correct. It's, it's not as island as you would think. I mean, BT, didn't you live here for a little bit? Or you've been down here? No, probably, no. I've been there a lot. There's probably 20,000 people on St. Simons where I live. It's considered an island because you have to take a bridge, but it is very much a inhabitable place and not like tiki huts where you're, you know, nobody's within, you know, 15, 20 miles of you. 
but it is very much a island living, I guess you could say, because you can ride your bike to the grocery store and you know to lunch and to dinner, et cetera, and and you know have the ocean. But it is, it's, I mean, I would equate it to a Jupiter or a or Palm Beach. Who of the eight of us is doing the most cooking? Do you think, or seven of us? I guess. Eight. Really? I mean, we're cooking. Three meals a day for five people every day. Okay, I I I, I fold. You win. Yeah, never mind. I already <laughs> You're the thing. Was like I bake. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> what are you baking, Jess? Avocado toast. Just what? Avocado. I said I make avocado toast. <laughs> um, I honestly I tried a, a really good lemon pound cake. Um, I baked blueberry muffins this morning. Um, I'm just trying to gain some inspiration and make them healthy. So like not like two or three cups of sugar on top of each other. So I'm like honey and yogurt and, um, dark chocolate chips, something sweet, but like not overly sweet. And then I try to hand it out. So I make sure that I don't go this way. You know, I still need those <laughs> golf clothes to fit, even though they have an elastic band. Yeah. When was the last time who put on a golf outfit most recently? Really? <laughs> I have one on right now. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go out and play today. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually this. I'm going out after this. Is anybody jealous of Nelly right now? I am. No, <laughs> everyone's like no. <laughs> this is longer. This break is longer than our off season between over Christmas into the next season. Like this, this break that we're having right now is is legit longer than our off season. I've literally never been in Florida during this time of year uh, since I started playing professional golf. Like I don't know what like a March or an April in Florida look like. So interesting. Oh, I didn't even think of that. It's a good time of year. I feel like a lot of people come to Florida this time of year. <laughs> God, no. Let them so go nice home. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful out. Um, Victor, I'm just curious to know, last question, really, before I invite you guys to ask each other some questions. What's your What's your workout routine like? Are you Are you doing much right now? Or I feel like you're, I feel like you're on top of your physical fitness. <laughs> I haven't been doing much. There was a, there was a stretcher at the end of uh, – before this break, I started running a lot. Uh, I was so bad at running before, and and um, uh, my feet would would hurt so bad. Uh, but after a while, I started running a little better, and I got hooked. And then um, I didn't really want to. You know, I wanted to, you know, put some weight training as well uh, to that. So I started lifting some weights, and and uh, as soon as I got back, I probably lifted some some heavier weights for the last two weeks. And uh, then all the gyms shut down, and it's uh, kind of uh, hurt my uh, motivation a little bit to, to do stuff. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to start it back up with uh, some some home workouts, try to do do the basics. And where are you getting the home workouts from? Uh, there's a guy back home uh, that I worked with for three, four years during high school and, and the year before high school, and he kind of sent me a program program yesterday, and and uh, we're going to be and try to be a good disciple and finish it follow it that's great man um so does anybody have any questions for 
uh, each other? Do you have any things you want to talk about or any thoughts? I want to know if Nelly and Jess, if y'all like are still, you still get mad at each other when you play and, and beat each other. Only when she knocks me out of the top 10 on purpose. <laughs> that has that has happened i'll have like a career around like i'll come back you know i'll have like whatever seven eight under and i'm feeling good about myself like yeah i can finish inside top 10 and she looks up at the leaderboard and has a birdie on 18 and goes oh if i make this i can knock her out of top 10 <laughs> yeah i mean i turned to my caddy i was like a i think it was like michigan my rookie year where i did that and I turned to my caddy. It was like a 20-foot putt. I'm like, I'm going to make this <laughs> to knock her outside the top. Such. The first thing I see on my phone was a text message, F you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, you're paying for the hotel. Like, this is so not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not it. She doesn't like to play against me anymore. Ooh, I got a table in my living room. I know Keith has a table. I bet Victor's good. Uh, I'm terrible. Swedes are good. Norwegians are terrible. At what? Ping pong. Ping pong. Table tennis. Nelly has like she has one shot, one shot, and she's dirty oh, at it. Yeah, that's about it. The I feel like if you call it table tennis, you're automatically better than if you call it ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the difference in the in using golf as a noun and a verb? Going golfing? Yeah, I'm going golfing. <laughs> or I'm going to golf today? <laughs> you don't say, let, you say either, hey, let's go play golf or let's go golf. Yeah, golfing is not a verb. I think we all agree on that, right? Golf. I heard, I heard one argument that made sense, and it was using it as a lifestyle, as, as in surf. So you're a surfer or, you know, you're, let's, you surf. You can say, oh, he's a golfer. He golfs. Now, that sounds really terrible, but it was the only possible explanation I could even remotely think about using it that way. I heard I'm not so sure about that Georgia education. I Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Technically speaking, we still made it to college. <laughs> I didn't go to college either, but it says in the dictionary it's a verb, which I don't, I don't know if I would approve. Well, there you go. Interesting. There's a political debate right there. It says, can you say golfing? It says, those serious about the sport do not use the verb form. Even golf digest refrains from using the word golfing. Fascinating. While swimmers may go swimming and cyclists go cycling, golfers do not go golfing. (laughs) There you go. I start using it just because. We're two elitists. (laughs) <laughs> uh, when do we think I sports will, will resume in america Ooh, that's a very good question i'm going i with didn't hear july. that what did you say what what sports this year do we think sports will resume in september a while back i think july that just it hurts me i think july july yeah yeah i mean the question is how are they going to come back we don't know. I The thing that I heard that I was mostly curious about was October 15th, Masters. Have you heard the stories about them canceling hotel rooms in Augusta and sort of 
checking with the local schools about extending Christmas or, or um, you know, fall break. So that, yeah. Uh, yeah. That it's exciting. Fun. I would love for that to happen, obviously, but yeah. um, I was, be, I was pretty skeptical because I thought that uh, in October masters would it be very late to uh, drop the rye overseed for the spring masters if you wait until the end of October. But if anybody can spend the money on figuring it out, it's them. So I hope they figure I, it out. I had seen some imagery of Augusta in the summertime and someone said, Oh, look, it's all dormant. But then when we look closer, I think they actually peel back a lot of the grass and it's just sod really. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of resod it and take all the sand out of the bunkers and redo it every summer. I wonder if they're still going to have like the six feet apart rule. I mean, or are we going to play sports this year with no fans? I think there's a better chance of us starting back with no fans more than there are us starting back full bore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to make more sense. This is terrible though. I mean, that's no fun, but yeah, the fans make it for sure. What do yeah, what would it be like to play without I mean that I couldn't even imagine Go watch the uh, watch college golf or sometimes on the ferry tour. Yeah, I'm gonna say awesome. right there. Actually, Thursday awesome. Thursday morning in Minneapolis at your six forty five tea time. <laughs> you you're it's just like that. Harder to focus. I played my when I played my first. That's um, exciting. Women's Open. I was played a junior tournament right after, and you know you at the U.S. Open you're just like always like you know thank you so much and always raising your hand to thank the fans, and you get to. Um, the AJGA event and your dad's clapping for you. And as a reflex, you just raise your hand. You're like, Oh my God, one person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so probably like that. It's probably how you play every day, Eric. I would assume, you know, very similar, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. One person clapping and it's just the person who I pay. <laughs> the guy holding the camera. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, I mean, any other things you want to discuss before we end the call? Very well, thank you guys for uh, hanging out this morning. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. Stay safe, y'all. That's time. That was great. You too, everybody. Uh, look forward to sharing this soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.